Many RVers say the greatest barrier to purchasing an electric tow vehicle or motorhome is range anxiety. They are concerned that an electric vehicle can't get them out into the wilderness as far as they want to go. And though it may be able to get them there, it can't get them home. A Canadian company has developed technology to eliminate range disadvantages in electric vehicles by making charging faster, more accessible, and more affordable. Removing range restrictions that have plagued the adoption of electric vehicles by many Canadians, especially RVers. Welcome to Snowbirds and RV Travelers, the weekly show for RV enthusiasts where we talk about parks, activities, travel tips, trends, reviews, and the latest news affecting your RV experience. For more content and guest opportunities, head over to rvpodcast.com. That's rvpodcast.com. This podcast has been graciously sponsored by Soft Start RV whose innovative and reliable products let you start your RV air conditioner more quietly with a lot less power. Visit softstart.ca, that's softstart.ca, for more info, reviews, and limited time discounts. Ah, today's guest is Marshall Gunter, CEO of Datametrics AI Limited. Good afternoon, Marshall, and thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks for having me, Perry. I'm glad to be here. I came across some of the stuff that you guys are doing, and uh, and it really touched, I think, on on my experiences and decision making as well as our audience. And that is that uh, the switch um, to getting off road uh, in our trucks and to using our RVs is really dependent upon how comfortable we are um, getting home again and how far we can get. Now, I understand that you guys have some solutions that will let. <laughs> that will affect our range anxiety. Um, what have you got going for us there? As you mentioned, I am the CEO of Datametrics AI uh, Limited. Our subsidiary company, Datametrics Electric Vehicle Solutions, is now partnered um, with a company out of Korea named Evar, which is a subsidiary company. This company was built by Samsung. Um, and they have multiple solutions, uh, both batteries, installations, um, you know, mobile trucks, et cetera, that we can get into specifically designed around reducing range anxiety, you know, in particular with electric vehicles. Uh, and this stems a lot from work we've done in the past uh, in artificial intelligence and predictive analytics and things like that. So what we're doing right now is we're converting and pulling that tech in from the East Asian markets into the North American markets. And uh, it's starting to deploy as we speak. Uh, one of the things that really intrigued me is some kind of a 24-7 mobile truck. How does that work? Okay, so these trucks, um, they're fitted with a large charger and battery unit that's designed to run at very fast speeds. Okay, so the trucks, you can kind of think of it as like CAA. Okay, so if you get stuck, the trucks can be dispatched and, you know, they can charge you up pretty quickly. Um, and you can get to, you know, about an 80% charge in most electric vehicles within somewhere between 30 minutes, 45 minutes, somewhere in there. Um, so those are the trucks. The trucks are coming over now. They're deploying first into British Columbia and headquartered out of Vancouver. And then we will be moving those um, across the country. Now the plans for those, you know, they will be, we will be operating some ourselves. Uh, and those are already in the works. And then we will also be partnering 
with you know dealerships and other companies and things like that to make those trucks available across the highways and auto routes uh, throughout Canada and then North America. When do you expect like full deployment, for instance, in British Columbia? So I would expect full deployment in British Columbia Q1 of next year. And, you know, partial deployments are out now. We already have a couple of these things coming across, like I said. So they're starting to roll out in the Vancouver greater metro area, you know, as we speak. Um, And as these get converted over the next six to eight weeks and as they ship in, we will be deploying uh, some of those also. In that area, I believe we're going to be deploying about 20 trucks or so. Is there also an app that goes with this? It's an entire ecosystem. So it's not just the trucks. There's apps. There's also batteries that you you can take with you, portable. We also offer stuff to use at different installation areas, such as campgrounds and stuff that we can get into later. But the app is also being converted. um, And, you know, the app will allow you to optimize your driving time. Uh, not have to worry about where, you know, where you're going to get recharged, things of this nature, tell you where to go, what's the, you know, if you want to eat and do other things while you're traveling, it can optimize all that for you and tell you, you know, even to the point where you can tell which chargers are free, which are not, you know, if you want to go an extra 30 minutes and get to this next charger, it's fine. But again, that stuff's being converted right now. Uh, it was originally deployed in Korea for uh, at the beginning and then has been rolled out throughout East Asia and the app. I'm guessing the app's going to be available probably towards the end of the year, right at the beginning of the uh, next year. Well, that sounds pretty good. And I understand it's not just a, an emergency 24-hour or 24-7 service, but um, if I needed to get from A to B and there were no charging stations, can I you know, reserve a truck to meet me at a, a rest stop and charge me up? Absolutely. And that's what they're there for. They're there to keep you on the road and keep you moving. And so they can be, you know, they can be reserved through the, you know, through the app or, you know, we can do it through the web or, you know, you can do it. There's fun. There'll be phone lines that are being set up, et cetera. So there'll be multiple ways to contact and reserve a truck and get you on your way. Any idea what this is going to cost me? For the charge? Uh, we don't, we haven't advertised prices yet, um, but we don't expect it to be too terribly expensive. You know, most people are paying you know, a couple of dollars. Uh, an hour, if you're getting the parking space with it, you know, it's 20 bucks or whatever it's going. But, you know, it's going to be along those lines or even cheaper uh, in a lot of cases. So we don't expect a tremendous amount uh, of overhead, not much more than anything you're seeing now, if that. One of the other things I wanted to ask is, and I think you kind of touched on it briefly, you know, uh, I've got a one-ton pickup that I used to tow my RV with, and it has a significant amount of extra carrying capacity. Um, you know, typically if I was to go off road in my four by four, I'd carry a couple extra cans of gas, or in this case, a a can of diesel. Will you sell me or rent me uh, a battery that will get me farther than a typical electric truck will now? What we can do is we can give you the additional storage and the additional battery that can go with you when those larger trucks. And, you know, some of those range, I mean, they can get very large. So they, some of them are small, you know, think, 30, 40 kilograms, somewhere in that neighborhood, all the way up to some of these guys, 800 kilograms. They're huge. Um, and they can, <laughs> so if you like really wanted to drive across the country, you can put one of those in the back and get moving. Like I said, they're being converted right now, amperages, things of this nature. And um, so all those sizes and specifications are, are going to be pushed out within the next quarter or so. And you'll see them and their availability starting uh, at the beginning of next year. 
one of the things I read on your website as well was that you would be um, making EV charging more affordable. One of the primary ways we can do this is through our installation technology. And this was one of the major drivers um, in these decisions to bring these into the North American markets. So we can reduce the installation and a lot of the operating costs by about up to 80%. Okay. And then this can be passed on straight to the consumer. Now, <clears throat> without this mostly works in multiple car lots. That's the best route. So roughly the same installation cost. We can charge five cars for, you know, where everybody else can charge one. And this is through a lot of the proprietary tech that has been developed by Evar in conjunction, you know, with their partners such as Samsung and Hyundai and Kia Motors, uh, et cetera. So what it does is like you have one trunk cable now where there's a charger and that's how it works. We can attach up to five and charge up to five vehicles on that same voltage. And that's how we reduce the cost. We reduce the installation cost. We do, you know, we reduce the charging cost. And that should be a win for everybody as far as we're concerned. It, does it make it possible then? Is it in the realm that RV parks could have uh, charging units on pedestals or a special charge station? Obviously, RVs are a lot larger than the average car. You know, a lot of times when I see charge stations on the highway here in BC, a motorhome can't park there where they're charging without taking up 10 spots. So, right. you know, does your, does your technology make it more affordable for RV parks to put these kind of systems in? And are they weather resistant to be able to sit outside in the sun and rain? Absolutely on both fronts. So that's one of the primary reasons, you know, that this tech was developed. Okay. But it's, you know, don't just think just RV lots. I know we're talking about RV lots, but any kind of confined spaces that these, these can address. So when you're just running those extra cables, you're running extra cables. That's it. You know, we're not putting in um, extra big charging stations. We're not putting in extra poles. You're not running extra electrical utilities and, you know, et cetera. It's all there. And most of it can hook into almost all existing infrastructure. Now, and you were asking about weather, you know, outside in the weather in Canada, that's definitely a concern. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we all we all deal with it. Um, so, you know, this is coming up and it will operate in most adverse conditions down to about minus 30 Celsius, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, now, is this something also that could be installed in residential units? Um, you know, you're talking about putting uh, multiple vehicles on the same cable. So uh, if I have a house and now, you know, EV becomes more popular, instead of having no EV vehicles, I've got three or four. Um, mm -hmm. Is that something that, that becomes realistic for a residential use to plug all the cars in at the same time. Absolutely. This would fit in a multi-car garage, no problem. You know, I mean, you're talking about a pole, maybe two meters high, if, if that, and it's about that big around. The rest of it, you don't even see. Like I said, you just run the cabling from that and it would definitely been there. Now, if you only have a single car or something like that, there is also a single car charger looks almost identical to what most people have installed now. Then, you know, the little gray block where you have the pistol gun. I've got one on my wall out here. Um, we also have those and they do contain that proprietary tech that allows you to charge faster. Now, is this something that um, is dependent upon the type of vehicle I own, whether I have a Nissan or a Tesla or whatever else might be coming out? Excellent question. There are a lot of incompatibilities, especially with the connectors. 
<laughs> no, so, no, 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 no. Not with us. I'm saying in general. So, like, you know, Tesla has their connector and, you know, other companies, you know, there are different connectors for different trucks, different companies. Okay. So what we have is we have a universal connector that allow us to hook into everything that we know about now. So this goes on the um, end. So you pull up and you want to plug into one of our connectors and you have something that's a little bit out of the ordinary. There is a universal adapter right there. The universal adapter fits right in between uh, the two connections and bang, you're off and running. And these universal connectors are across the board. So whether it's, you know, the battery packs on the truck or whether it's the, you know, installations, you know, the non-mobile installations that we've been discussing, or even the mobile stuff like the robots that can run around and charge the cars and such, it all it works with all of them. So I'm encouraged by a couple of things. And one is the fact that this technology has already been deployed in Asia. And actually, I understand mm -hmm. that you have half a dozen or so in BC area where you're, those, those products are already out. Yep, they are coming across as we speak right now. Uh, our first units came over. Uh, the first trucks and stuff, it came over this month. Previously, those units, the charging units that I'm referring to, those have already been coming over over the past six to eight weeks and are being installed in different locations around the, the Vancouver area right now. That's nice to hear. It's not just pie in the sky. Uh, we're developing this technology. Uh, we just need some more investors. You've actually got this stuff working. Absolutely. Now, this is tried, true, and tested. Um, and in addition to that, you know, it's backed by some of the largest players over there. Like I said, this, you know, Evar, the company itself was spun out of Samsung C, which is Samsung's R&D shop. Um, and if you go to their site, you know, evar.ko, you can uh, look. And like I said, some of the largest car manufacturers over there, Hyundai, Kia, a lot of people involved in this. We're proud to be part of the solution and, you know, helping move it into the North American market. What am I missing? What, what, what's, what questions am I not asking? Some of the stuff that people have been asking, in particular, you know, with the RVs, is, is how far out some of these services are going to be offered. Now, that, that's a major one, especially in Canada, because, you know, we have a very um, sparse landscape, you know, as a country. But um, for the most part, you know, everybody's in a big city right on the U.S. border. So the plan is, like I said, with a lot of this to be deployed across those corridors and then in conjunction with services that are already there. So think your CAAs and your thing um, and those type of services, in addition to what, you know, we put on the ground ourselves. We also plan on extending those pieces, you know, out into the country and further and further from those major metropolitan areas over the course of the next six to 12 months and moving up into those vacation areas. So like, for instance, I'm in Montreal right now as we speak. And one of the major corridors we want to cover is between here and St. Montremblant, which is, you know, a couple hours outside the city, all kinds of RVing in between there, et cetera. And one of the things that I think is also very interesting, especially in the RV space is that installation technology that I was talking about earlier. So in addition to moving to help you get to where you go, once you get there, you know you're going to be in good hands because there's going to be available space. You know, if we put in one, we're putting in five. And we haven't touched on it much, but what will be available, and you know, it's one of the things we're looking at, trucks that you mentioned about parking, you know, one of the things we're looking at is truck stops, right? RV drivers, things right. of this nature, making sure they're there. Now, with the truck stops and other designated parking zones, 
Okay, now this would even apply out in say a large RV parking lot, as long as it's fairly flat, and fairly well paid, right? As yeah. we also have autonomous charging units, and these are coming over also that'll roll up to your car <laughs> or your unit, <laughs> charge and hit go. And these are also operated through the app. So, you know, when those things go in, uh, in different areas, you'll have that available wherever you park. You can get out, swipe your, you know, scan your QR code, hit the button. The the robot knows where your car is now and knows where your <laughs> app is. It'll drive over to your car, plug itself <laughs> in and start charging. So we're aiming to make this as convenient as possible. And these, the, the robots and all the automation and stuff that I'm talking about, like I said, already deployed, already there. It's being converted, being brought wow. over. So that's the goal. So if we can, you know, if we get all, get all this deployed in these areas, you should be able to take your trip with 100% confidence. You know, we've got you on the road. We've got you at the truck stop. We've got you when you get to your destination and you'll be there and back. No problem. I do have range anxiety, plus I'm a little bit older. So, you know, for me, gas, diesel, internal combustion engines have been the way of life. And giving something that up, giving up that freedom to be able to travel wherever I want to go and for as far as I can carry fuel, you know, that, that makes a big difference and, and get there within a reasonable amount of time as well. So it sounds like the technology you're bringing to Canada and North America uh, could really solve a lot of those. It would, it would actually boost EV sales knowing that you could buy something and drive it and get where you want to go the way you want to do it. No, absolutely. And that, that is our main goal. And that's why we got involved in the project in the first place. You know, like I said, we're, you know, we're the North American component. We're not the entire solution. That's a lot of that's developed, uh, I said, in East Asia. But that range anxiety, particularly for Canadians, is something that, you know, we really, really want to take out of the equation. And, you know, all that stemmed one day from us trying to figure out how to go from Montreal to Toronto in an electric vehicle. And you said, you know what? It won't make it. <laughs> so how do we fix that? And, um, you know, we'd been involved with Samsung for a very long time. You know, a lot of our business is in artificial intelligence, different division. Um, and so we had been involved with them and they applied a lot of our AI to some of the range anxiety problems and it showed a lot of promise. And that is why we're here and how we got involved in this project. And hopefully we'll be able to solve your range anxiety and everybody else's very soon. Thanks for chatting today, Marshall, with us. You've got uh, some really good ideas and I'm glad to see that they're actually real ideas, stuff that's tested, proven and being deployed as we speak. Uh, thanks, I can't thank you enough. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure to be here. This podcast has been graciously sponsored by Soft Start RV. The Soft Startup plugs into a generator or an RV pedestal and connects to your RV using your existing power cable. In just seconds, you have built-in surge protection for your entire RV and can start your AC quietly with a mid-sized generator. Visit softstart.ca, that's softstart.ca, for more info, reviews, and limited time discounts. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. And if you'd like to hear more, please follow or subscribe. Your opinions are important. So please take a moment to share your ideas, comments on this show, or topics you'd like us to cover. For fun contests and picture submissions, check out our Instagram channel at Snowbirds RV Travelers. 
Snowbirds and RV Travelers is a Sun Cruiser Media production.